0: Clinton Jaws, that's who I am. Thanks for tuning in guys. I got a website. Check out my website. It's called ClintonJaws.com and you can buy something there. Also, I need to say this. I, there's another website out there. It's called thegoldenbadge.com. No idea why it's, why it's called the golden badge, but it's called the golden badge, you can pick up one of these if you're a retired member or a current member, yeah. Merry Christmas. Was Santa good to you? There's nothing that grosses me out more than some sayings. Was Santa good to you? I had a buddy a few days ago. He's a guy. He's a dude. And he says to me, was Santa good to you? And the hairs in the back of my neck stood up. And I'm like, why are you talking like that? Was Santa good to you? I don't know, maybe I need work, but there's a lot of things out there that drive me up the wall. Sayings, I'm on Facebook yesterday, yesterday, and this girl, she makes a post, and her post is, what you see is what you get. I'm like, what? What does that mean? What you see is what I get? Does that even make any sense? Sayings drive me up the wall. Some sayings don't even make sense to me. It is what it is. What's that? What? What does it, it is what it is is. What is? It makes me gross. It makes my hair stand up. Or you get what you get. How about that one? You get what you get. Remember when the and I don't want to talk about the vid, but when Fize came out and Moderna came out, people are all over the internet. You get what you get. Take what you take. And I'm thinking, well, that's pretty stupid because it turns out Modern is way better than Fi's. Colton, what uh, what sayings make you sick? What sayings make your hair stand up in the back of your neck? I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Good, Good talk. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, back to Santa. <laughs> So, was Santa good to me? I'm going to tell you something. And I know I already mentioned this before, but I'm in Walmart, okay, about three weeks ago, and I put an ironing board in my buggy. And it is sticking out, it's ridiculous, it's I racked it's straight in the air. And a lady comes up to me and she goes, every man should, every good man should have an ironing board. And I said, this, this is a Christmas gift for my wife. She kind of looked at me. And I got home and Wife's like, oh, you bought an ironing board. And I'm like, yeah, Merry Christmas. And we kind of chuckled. So for the past three weeks before Christmas, all I heard was my wife got me something. And she would remind me every day up until Christmas, I got you something. What'd you get me? What'd you get me? Did you get me anything? And the kids are like, yeah, Dad. And I'd be like, I got you an ironing board. And anyway, the, the pressure was on me. And I'm like... I got to It's ridiculous that I got to get her something that she has to get me something. That's ridiculous. The gifts are for the kids, but I don't, I got her something because I didn't want to go through the hearing about it for the entire year and Valentine's twenty thirteen. 2013 I, 2013, I still hear about that. So I went and got her something because I know she got me something big. You don't just keep on talking about it if you didn't get me something big. So it's Christmas. And I give her, uh, I give her the gift and I hit it out of the park. It's a blockbuster. Okay. It's a Fitbit so she can stay fit or get fit. Might want to edit that part out. And, uh, she loved it. She loved it. It It's the best thing ever. She gives me my gift. And passes me a stocking. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. It's in a stocking? Something that you put on your feet? And I swear to God, there's one thing in the stocking. This is what she got me. This is what I pull out on Christmas. Hair gel. She bought me hair gel. The smallest bottle of hair gel. Now I don't need. I don't want this. How, this is my ironing board. This is like. This is worse than an ironing board. Hair gel. I don't want it. I don't need it. Look at it. It doesn't even work. And I'm, I was kind of kicking myself. I was like, "Why didn't I just stay with the ironing board?" What did uh, What did Tanya get you for Christmas, Colton?
1: Who's Tanya?
0: Your wife, Abrielle who Abrielle yeah me. yeah oh yeah yeah did um, i say tanya
1: yeah so she got me um a- how do you say it Abrielle.
0: Abrielle. yeah or was abby she, did she get did you get something nice
1: yeah she got me um airpods for apple mm. and i got her tickets to see one republic live after we told each other not to buy each other gifts
0: oh so it was a surprise
1: yeah it was a surprise on both ends
0: don't it, you don't you hate it when people are like what do you what should i get you for christmas oh, I,
1: I tell people not to get me anything
0: that's my rule don't no, get me anything no, well first of all why would i tell you what to get me for christmas you know what i mean yeah what do you want for christmas well, i want a surprise yeah but you see the couples out there that are like get me this and then they go and get it
1: yeah i guess it sounds but that sometimes you don't know what they want too sometimes there's that like you just don't know Definitely. Yeah, hair gel.
0: Yeah. Hair gel dude. Yeah. Maybe it's a gag gift. No, no, she was serious. Oh well then yeah. there you go. Next year it's gonna be a box of q tips. Like why? <laughs> why? Why why would she think that I'd be excited? I got to play with hair gel that day. Like that's what I got to play with for Christmas. Hair gel. I swear to god, and I should have known better because she bought me arm deodorant the year before. <laughs> And I go and buy her an expensive Fitbit. I'm not complaining, but well, Oh god. What? And it's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst gift ever. You wanna take a call? Sorry? I'm gonna take a call. Sure. Let's do it. How many minutes are we in?
1: Uh just under ten.
0: Hey man, my name's Deeds. Uh quick question to ask you. Deeds. Sounds like Deeds. Thanks for calling, dude. Hey, guys, you can call the hotline. 604-330-2512. I love it when you call, okay? Call. Call from Alberta. uh, About 16 years in municipal service. And I love it when cops call. Not enough cops call. Thanks for calling, dude. What's your question? And just wondering what your thoughts are switching over to the Malleys and elaborate on that and the next question is what's the story with the picture
1: over your left shoulder with the three members in red search appreciate your content you're awesome man thanks man it up. and let's say thanks for all your service
0: dude mm. take care bye yeah. this picture you want me to talk about it i'll talk about it this was the regimental dinner at Depot, and it was probably, I would say the biggest highlight of Depot for me. It was a big deal. You was towards the end and you got to wear this Jersey, this red Jersey, and you got to drink alcohol. And for some reason I have a memory of smoking a cigar. I don't know if that's true. If I just made that up or dreamt it. But the cool part about this picture is the two guys that are sitting beside me, this guy. Okay, his name's Dave. And we smoked together at Depot. So we instantly became best buds. And this guy, Mike, he ended up uh Mike ended up dating or marrying a, a hot chick. And he was a good guy. He was my pit partner. Mike was my pit partner partner. Colton. Yeah. Do you know what a pit partner is? No, but you're gonna
1: tell me, aren't
0: you? Yeah. So at depot, I slept with 22 other guys, <laughs> well, in the same room. Okay. There was 22 beds and Mike was about three feet away from me. He was, that's what you call a pit partner. He was, I, I slept right beside him, but he was in his own bed and he was a good, he was a good guy. They were both. The cool part of that dinner was I got to, oh, this just sounds so corny. Now that I'm going to say it out loud that I got to sit him in, in between them. I was in the middle. So that's what's up with uh, that picture. It's so funny though, you know, like Mike was to my left and I don't remember who, to, who was to my right. Like there was another guy to my right and I can't remember who that was. But he was more than three feet away and I don't know why. Um, he wasn't my pit partner, I don't know. Maybe I don't even remember talking to him, maybe he didn't like me because I was white. No, it wasn't that guy, I can't remember switching over you're thinking about I can't answer that question you're thinking about switching over from City Cop to RCMP and I don't know I don't know I could I could tell you I don't know what position maybe if you don't maybe you like your job maybe you like where you're at I don't think I would like if I worked for Vancouver PD or Victoria PD I could see myself getting annoyed because those bosses The people you work with, they don't go anywhere. They don't get transferred out. I don't think so you're stuck working with them all the time that RCMP, it was nice. You could hop around from city to city, province to province. Maybe if it, if it's not, if you, if you have a dick of a boss, you could transfer out. I, I know it's, but that's the truth. You could change things up. Vancouver PD, if there's a street crime position or whatever you call them there. Your whole the detachment is fighting for that 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 position. Whereas, man, with the RCMP, you could apply to for the street crew in Burnaby, Coquitlam. Promotions get you out. You move around. Could you imagine being in Vancouver and having to buy a house near Vancouver? It's hard to get ahead. If you were with the RCMP, you could move to the island. You could move to. Uh, out burning and buy a cheap house or be able to buy a house afford a house so those are the pluses um i don't know if i i don't know you probably make more money and yeah i don't know about switching over let's take another call 604-330-2512 thanks for calling
1: Hey, Clint, podcast is doing great on YouTube. Wondering if you'd do a segment on lazy slug members and ODM members and just really tell them to get out. Stop wasting taxpayers' money. Stop being lazy. Find their motivation. Can't stand it. There's no way of pushing them out. Mm. You you write the paperwork. You evaluate them. Performance evaluation, 10-4s, 25 twenty five tens, then they go on stress sleep, and it's a big rotational back and forth. Would love someone to just call people out like that. I think he'd be the great he'd be a good guy to do that. Just call out call him out. Thanks. Bye.
0: <laughs> Thanks for your call, dude. Um Yeah, let's just shut that off. You want me to call out members? Uh. Oh. You want me to call out members that are ODs, they're off duty sick. You want me to c- call out the members that are slug members that are lazy. Man, I used to be exactly like you. I was you. I remember I go to work and we had this we had this guy on on our watch and you always have a DFer on your watch, right? No matter what watch you go to, there's always a DFer. They were probably DFers before they were cops.
1: What's a DFer?
0: It's a dog effer. Okay. How was I? Worked with this guy. Worked with this guy. We'd go to work. And when we were doing briefing, and I'm not lying to you, I swear to God, Whenever he would do this, he would sit there at briefing and do this. And then me and another constable look at each other and we go, okay, well, let's call him Ben. Ben's going home today. And every time, every single time he'd do this in briefing, he'd go home. Drove me nuts. Drove me nuts because my watch commander wouldn't call anybody in. So what do I got to do now? I got to pick up his slack. Instead of seven files, I got 10 files. And... I hated it i I couldn't stand him I hated him for it he was he was hardly at work he was off more than he worked and I remember one time he came back after months off and i I was going to kind of punish him a little bit because i've been I've been taking all the files and the easiest call comes in over the radio it's a possible six eight possible drunk driver and I don't touch my radio. I let him take it and he takes it. It goes 10-4. He doesn't even go out and about looking for the vehicle. Okay. It's like an erratic driver. Sometimes we don't even leave the office. Right after that, another call comes in. It's a possible six, eight. I'm not going to take it. I want him to get an impaired. He needs to start working. I can't even keep my head above water and. He takes it reluctantly, goes to the watch commander and says that I'm not pulling my weight. You kidding me? Man, I hated him for it. I told you guys this before and I'll I'll tell you again. I once worked overtime for B-Watch and I took 15 files in a row, okay? I took all the files. They were sitting at Tim Horton's, 16th file comes in they're not taking it they're having coffee at tim hortons it's two in the morning i take the file as i'm going to the fire it's an arson another arson file comes in they have to take it because i'm tied up it turned out to be the big file of the night that i got away got away from it works out sometimes it works out we had a, we had an amazing watch in Duncan when I, when I first, when I, uh, when I got there in about two or three years in, uh, we got, we got, uh, Brad Sawchuck took over and he really turned it around. And we weren't sick. None of us were sick. None of us were ODS. We never called in sick. We, none of us for four years, nobody on the watch had a sick day. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. If you think about it, who can say that, right? And we fought. It was direct dispatch. So when the dispatcher had a, had a call come in, she would just go, I need I need a uh, Duncan member for a mischief in progress. And we would fight over the radio. We would fight over the radio for that call and we would be stomping over each other and, and dispatch, a lot of times dispatch would go, I can't understand you. And then everybody would hit their mics again and we'd fight for that file. There was never any dead air. There was never any fake trying to get your radio, and oh, what, what's that looking around? And did you hear something? We fought for every file. And then the staff sergeant comes up to me one day. No, he wrote me an email. And he goes, Clint, you're going to, uh, you're going to B-Watch. I think it was B-Watch, and that was the watch that had all the dog dog efforts that didn't do anything. And, uh, I'm like, uh, no way, no way. I didn't even write him an email back. I typed out my written response, printed it off and put it on his desk. And I said, I can't go. There's no way I can go. Don't like, don't put me on that watch. Anyways, he had a conversation with me and he he met, he said the right things. He said they needed somebody with a little bit of service, you know, like experience that you have and who knows what can happen for you on that watch. So I go over, the watch commander, oh my God. What do you do? What do you do, right? So I go over and I'm like, I can complain about it. I can complain about it, but I have no power. like. Nobody likes a complainer. Nobody's going to listen to me. So I tried to embarrass them. And when I went over there, I took every call, every single call that would come in. I was the only one fighting. A call would come in, they wouldn't even flinch. They're not answering the radio. And after the first block, I had a lot of files, and it didn't really do anything. I was trying to prove a point to them, though. But after the second, second block. I remember Mike came up to me and goes, Hey, "Man, you got you got to settle down on the radio there." And I'm like, hey, "Dude, we got the same radios." Like, "Don't blame me for being. I wanted them to fight. I wanted them to fight for the file. I wanted them like a spark under their butts, right?" And it turned it turned it turned out well. It turned out well. What's the point of my story? I guess I could have complained I guess I, you know, when I walked into a room, they wouldn't even look at me because they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed with themselves. And that is power. The power I had. And if I said something like, Hey, we got the same radios or are you on strike today? I would say that I'd come in after taking a bunch of files and I'd be like, Hey Bob, are you on strike today? Like, are are you not? You don't feel like working and that. That really hit them because they knew they knew I was calling them out. That was called. That's calling them out in a good way. You shouldn't focus on calling out members. I look back and there was a lot of times I wish I didn't call them out. I remember being on a watch and I was acting watch commander and this guy, we'll call him Colton and, uh, he used, to, he used to write down every single file he would take because he got in trouble once he wasn't taken enough. And he made mention in the GD pit, and, and the members were upset with him because he wasn't working hard enough. And I called him out. And to this day, I feel terrible about it. But I called him out, and he, he said, I'm taking more files than Dave. And I went, excuse me? like Dave was taking the most at that time. I'm like, are you serious? So I go into my office and I shouldn't have done it, but I, I printed off all his files and I printed off all the of Dave's and I said, look what you're taking. Erratic driver, erratic driver, erratic driver, possible six, eight erratic driver, noise complaint. Look at Dave, assault, 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 domestic shooting. Well, maybe not shooting, stabbing, domestic assault, criminal code files, robbery, anyways i ruined part of my time as a police officer because i was so focused on the slugs and i I go to langley and they're 10 6 getting gas they put themselves busy getting gas drove me nuts (laughs) members members off duty sick drove me crazy and i know what you're talking about i know what you're what you're feeling i know that uh i'd be on a watch and Jeffrey, he'd be off for a year. And they wouldn't replace Jeffrey. They'd have to wait so much time to replace him. And we'd work work short because of Jeffrey. And you'd be mad at Jeffrey, but don't be mad. Don't be mad at ODS members. Be mad at the system. That's who you need to be mad at. Be mad that it's run that way, can you believe it? Somebody goes off duty sick for a length of time, a chunk, a good chunk of time, and they don't replace them and you get punished for it. It's natural to hate that person, but you need to change a system. That's what you should be complaining about. And what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to call out members for being sick. Big part of me thinks be sick, stay sick and stay home. And when I say be sick, I mean, go home. If you're sick, if you're sick mentally, go home and stay there. And don't rush to, be, to come back to work. You, you, you shouldn't have to work sick. So you stay home. You be home. You stay sick. You don't rush back too early because you're sick. Take six weeks to fix a broken bone. Sometimes it takes years to fix a mind. So now, now I can't, uh, I can't call out members. Of course, there's members out there. Of course that they're, they're sucking up the system. Okay. You said a, per- a performance evaluation, but you know, all of a sudden they get a performance, a bad performance evaluation, and then they're ODS, they're off sick, but there's a, you, that might be the final straw for those people getting that bad performance evaluation. That might be it for them. You don't know people just like I didn't. I remember a girl on my watch told me, she told me she had PTSD. I didn't know what PTSD was, didn't really care. And I look back, I got regrets. I should have told her to go home. Don't come back until you're better. You don't see the hook. You don't see the hook. And you know that old story, right? There's a school of fish in the water and all of a sudden one fish is flipping out The fish don't see the hook. And so you're not seeing the hook with these members. Call ODS members out. No, no stay home. Don't care. And you can't let it bug you. You can't let that bother you. And I've seen inspectors. I've seen inspectors push members back to work. I've seen it with my own eyes. And that's why it's important to get your health files, guys. Because it comes, you get emails between your bosses and health services. I've seen. I've seen them push them back to work. Could you imagine calling somebody back to work? Come on back. Doesn't matter that you're sick. Come on back press pressuring health services to get you back at work. You're sick. You know, you, you don't need to, you you shouldn't have to go to work sick. You stay home, you get better. And you wonder why there's suicide with police officers. I think i've said this before and i don't want to i don't want to go over and over on it but there was a member in port alberni he took a gun to his head okay at home but months before that he went off sick he was ods nobody knew why Uh, but i I put money on it that if you pull his health records there's a good chance you're going to see some emails between the detachment and health services trying to get this member to go back to work or retire and that that really grosses me out my old corporal that i worked with committed suicide i'm not going to call him out right could you imagine if i called him out and then they commit suicide so be careful with that don't let stuff like that ods members bother you you're allowed to be sick guys but you're not allowed to go to work sick and if you got a problem with slug members I I remember members coming up to me and saying, John, John's lazy. John's not pulling his weight. John's not taking any calls. And I would say, what did John say when you told him that? Okay. You're allowed to, and I I would say you're allowed to do, you're allowed to take that step. Don't go. I'm just saying, don't go to your watch commander. Don't go to your boss. He's not doing enough. You figure it out. And you know, I just want to say about the performance evaluation. Yeah, you. oh, they look, that's why they're off, off. Is that why they're off? Because they got a bad performance evaluation? I've seen members get bad performance evaluations when they didn't deserve it. And, and, and the reason they were getting it was because the boss was protecting themselves. Sometimes you, you look at a guy or a girl and they're a slug and you become sluggy. I feel like at, towards the end of my career, I became sluggy. But what you don't know is what they're, what's going on mentally. In their mind. Uh, PTSD. That's a symptom. Becoming a slug at work. I don't know. I appreciate your call. And I look back at my career. And I, I paid way too much attention to sick members. ODS members. and made me bitter. Resentful. Uh, not very compassionate. No empathy. Did I say empathy right Colton? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Dude thanks for. Uh, you know what. Thanks for helping me out with all this. And. You know i just want to say i appreciate you thanks for being here
1: yeah no problem. thanks for having me will you come again sure
0: perfect hey guys call the hotline number 604-330-2512 and uh yeah bye bye